If I asked your past partners to list your most negative characteristics, <laughs> what would they tell me? Hi. Hi. Hi, I'm sorry. I'm late per usual on that <laughs> one. Hi, my name is Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to Eden X Jay Unfiltered, the podcast where we have created a safe and sexy space. Uh -huh, sexy outfit. Um, for yes. those of you who are watching, uh, to have unfiltered conversations. We might be the same sex, but we have different opinions. And thank you for tuning in to Eden X Jay. Also, Go follow EaterNextJ on all things EaterNextJ, mm -hmm. social media, TikTok, Instagram. Not really so much Facebook, but you know, you never know. So check Everywhere. out that too. Everywhere. And if you like what you hear, please leave five stars on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the places. Yes. All the places. And welcome. We're excited to be back. Yes, but let's start about let's talk about this outfit because I you know, look she is so fire. good. I mean <laughs> Pretty cute, I know, I know. Um, ooh. That, that's paparazzi because you look real good. <laughs> wow, I didn't even know the button was there. I'm blushing. You look really good. No, thank you. This two piece. She is new. She's a new outfit. Where's she so. from? She's from Revolve. Okay. Uh, so we do have a really fun teamship and partnership with Revolve, and so we've. I think you picked out this outfit for me online. Yeah, but I didn't think you would look that good. And I mean, like you look really, really good. good, right? You yeah. know, it's just all the right places. I feel like I feel like there was ever an outfit that was made for moi is going to be this one. Yeah, this one I'm going to call it the Eden. They Ciao. should rename it the they Eden should. on the website. They but um, link in our bio, we put all of our stuff that we put in our cart that we get from Revolve in there, so y'all can have it at home too if you want to stunt and. Drop some jaws when you walk into a room. Uh -huh. This is the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> She's hot. That's, yeah. I you got flustered. I can see you. <laughs> no crumbs left behind. You look amazing, baby. You are so flustered. I know. Will I still do it for you? Yes. I still <laughs> get butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> still got it. Still got it. Well, mm. welcome. Welcome back. Yeah. Well, last week's episode, everybody really enjoyed the Q&As. So yeah. we're bringing it back this week. Yeah, because we got some really good Q&As. We put out the question on our Instagram stories. What would you guys like us to talk about on our podcast? And, and it was like a mixed bag, which I really appreciate. Do not disappoint. Yep. Mm -hmm. So let's kick it off. All right. So the, there was a lot of questions that had to do with Precios tonight, which I'm actually excited to talk about. Yeah, because it's coming up. Yes. <laughs> We're only nine days away from Preciosa Night NYC. Yeah. And then we've got our one year anniversary in LA yeah. at Don Quixote. That's the big one. That's if you're gonna go to you're trying to decide which one to go to, you're not in New York, skip that and come to LA because that's gonna <laughs> be the big one. If you're in the middle, like if you're in the middle state and you're like, which one should I go to? It's like yeah. go to Go to either. I think they're both going to be amazing for completely different reasons. Correct. Um, and they're both going to bring something fire to the table. New York, we're going to be partying with some people who we've never met before. We're going to meet some groups out there and have like a really bomb time with the East Coast crew. Yeah. And we just got a DM today, actually, of a group of girls coming from Texas who are coming Ew. to L.A. for Precious Night. It's their first time and they're making the trek and they said... They've never seen anything like our night, and they really just want to support, and they're willing to fly down for the night. So they were asking for um, hotel recommendations and places to stay. 
Aww. So, of course, I had to hit them with that Angelina 411. Oh, man. I wish we owned, like, a little boutique hotel. And I would let everybody stay there. <laughs> Me, too. There are so many people that come from out of, out of state yeah. for the parties. It's really cool to see. If any of you out there are connected to any hotels, connect with us. Hook up our people. Let's get them some discount codes. Like, let's get the preciosas out here from all over and give them a safe space to stay. Stay. Safe space to stay. Yes. Man, that was tongue to stay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we're all about community. If there's anything that you do that you're like, ah, I do this thing at my job and this is really cool and I feel like Preciosa can benefit from it, like, tell us. Hit us up in the DM. Let us know what random thing that you got and we'll take anything. If you're like, I I run a balloon business. I do flowers. I bake conchas like we'll take it all like we could use all the help um we really discovered after this last preciosa that the community really wants to get involved and help us and as you know we are stubborn latinas and never like to ask for help mm, that part. <laughs> so this is me trying and i'm putting myself out there and just being like ayúdame oh, <laughs> what that Spanish came out. I'm so proud. Well, she's trying. I love it. I love it. So, Q&A. Our first question is, how did you find funding for Preciosa Night? Let me tell you. The funding has always come from our pockets. We do not have sponsors. No. I wish we did. I We could totally use the help. We've had donation sponsors, but that's like donation products. Like, I can't. We can't pay for Preciosa and products. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, which we but we still. But we'll still take it. We'll take it. For New Girl Year's, will not say no. <laughs> for New Year's, we had Live Tinted donate um, red lipsticks, so you can have that midnight kiss. That was brand really new cool. lipsticks for everyone that walked through the door. That was rad. Hue sticks. Hue sticks. Yeah. And then we also got Salud, Salud which is a Latino. It's like liquid IV essentially, but it's Latino flavors but and it's a lot better. Yeah, so much better. And not they even gave just us the flavor, but like the ingredients are just yeah, incredible. Chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that part. But they gave us a ton of them to give out for mm -hmm. New Year's. So we've done things like that where brands will reach out and donate a ton of their products. Yeah. And we appreciate all of that. But at the end of the day, like every Preciosa that we've had, and now we're mm -hmm. at number six, we have done all of it by ourselves, yeah. which can get very costly because, like, mm -hmm. speaking transparently, you know, our events cost well in the $10,000 yeah. mark. To throw a whole to event. throw an event to make sure that you guys are having a great time and you're getting the best performers yeah. and the best DJs and just really curating that space. Mm -hmm. So that's just the two of us. And I think like just being unfiltered and being transparent, this is probably the like financially probably the hardest we felt the pressure of throwing a preciosa just because we're not willing to cut corners on anything mm -hmm. because we're so prideful and throwing the, the best event and simultaneously we weren't expecting and like planning to do IVF so mm, a lot of the a lot of the budget that we set aside for Preciosa we ended up needing to pull from to use for IVF um which you know it worked and we're excited and we have a boy embryo and I just have one but that's okay that's all we need that's all we need um but that was something that we didn't foreseen didn't plan for and yeah. i wish we had multiple different accounts that we could you know pull okay. from all at once but that's just not where we are you know we are you know influencers and then we also have like 
other jobs that we have to like keep everything going to keep all of yeah to keep this yosa running because the last thing we want to do is end that and and that safe space for everyone and if you want to talk about like how to support like content creators and how to support you know people who are doing things that you want to keep around if you want to see more preciosas like we're doing this for as long as we physically possibly can and i'm even telling you right now it's like kind of tight it's kind of hard but we're still making it work like support them that means like buying a ticket and that even means sometimes buying a ticket and you're not going but that still like helps support the event if you're not able to go sharing and that doesn't cost you anything like liking sharing even on the ads that we put we post and like promote liking and sharing those like just help keep it the engagement going and keep you know keep supporting content creators that you you know want them to keep doing what they're doing yeah because a lot of those brands are paying us yeah to to partner with them and then we in return use that money to fund Preciosa Night so it's kind of like a a cycle it all kind of helps if you just like help support you know your local content creator over here (laughs) um but I mean that's a really good question because I think people assume that we have a team of 10 people and maybe some like deep pockets pockets (laughs) behind us doing this and that's just not the case although i'm putting in the universe that maybe this this time next year it'll be a different story yeah and we will have bigger brands supporting the movement and really putting money behind the cause Mm, i'm really hoping because you you hear brands say like you know i want to support the little guy or i want to uplift these voices and you know, I, I really hope they mean that when it comes to brown voices. Yeah. I really, really do. And I would really love to see it. So far, we haven't seen it yet. A, like a brand willing to just be like, you know, here's product and money because money will make this thing happen. Mm-hmm. And like we would gladly take it to keep, you know, these events going. We'd love to do them more frequently. So, but that obviously costs money to mm-hmm. do very frequently. So I think this is the first time we're doing them pretty close, like back to back. And we're like, oh, that was an we interesting feel, choice. <laughs> that was a choice that we made that we have to commit to now. Um, but, you know, we're we're committing to it. We're, you know, holding it down. And I think that was a very interesting question that somebody was curious, like, how are y'all paying for it? Blood, sweat, and tears right now. This close OnlyFans, stripping, selling. <laughs> I've definitely suggested it. <laughs> selling our socks yeah. on the internet. <laughs> Some feet pics could go a long way right now. <laughs> Not these feet pics. Oh my God, poor things. <laughs> uh, but another question that came through is your feelings on how Preciosa has grown and where you'd like it to go. Ooh. And that's a great question because when we started Preciosa Night, we didn't expect it to be this movement. We just wanted to bring our community from the internet into IRL and in a safe space. And that could have been 10 people or 100 people. We didn't really care. We just wanted to create that space so everybody can come and enjoy and just be themselves authentically. And so when we threw the first sign and it blew up the way that it did, it was unexpected and such a great surprise. But we quickly learned that it's just kept growing every (laughs) single time sometimes you know triple growth like triple growth in attendance and that meant that we had to learn very quickly how to be um coordinators event coordinators how to (laughs) how to curate a space how to create a headliner and like how to how to like run the entire thing with no experience 
we've never done anything like this before. And like when we first started it, it I was not that I was against it because you always come with me with some crazy ideas. <laughs> you were against it. Um, but that's why I love you because you have crazy ideas and you're such a Pisces yeah. <laughs> in that way. And you're a creative. And it wasn't that I, I was against it. I just, I don't like to fail yeah. at anything. And so for me, I felt like, you know, I wanted do the best that we can do to make it as successful as possible. And I'm such a doer. So immediately my brain goes to to data and to doing research and to figuring out, you know, what makes a good brand and what makes a good event and what makes it our own and all of those things. And once we kind of compiled all that information, we I was like, all right, I'm in. Like, let's do this. Let's try it this way. And each event, we've learned something new. Mm. We didn't get it right 100% on the first try. On the second try, on the third try, we're like, okay, I think I'm starting to get this. And I think your the last event, which was, you know, your birthday in March, it really felt like the most flawless. Mm -hmm. I think because now we're starting to get into a rhythm. And now we just like to throw a wrench into things once they're smooth and like, let's do them back to back. Like, let's do New York and LA one week apart because that sounds like a great idea. And, you hey, know. our East Coast people are They're ready. It. They're ready. They're, they're buying tickets. They're spreading the word. They're ready for us. Yeah. So it's not a bad thing. No, not at all. And I'm excited to go hang and meet meet, meet the New York crowd and, and bring, a, you know, the LA flavor there as well. And it's, Preciosa is just so special, right? And it was hard work. Some of you who are listening or, or who may be, you know, watching our social media and like, oh, it's just a party. Like I'm not into parties. Like it's so much bigger than that. And that's why we're still doing this because we have people who come to us at the event talking about IVF and their struggles. They come to us and they they talk about, you know, finally leaving that toxic relationship. They talk to us about how they learned about communication. It really is our community that we've built online coming and meeting in real yeah. life with other people who are so like just kind and just happy also to be there and, and to feel welcomed. And then also people really feeling that this is their safe space. Like they're not out yet, yeah. but they can come and be who they are. And, you know, once they leave those doors, it's a completely different story. But for one night, we're doing this for them because they're worth it. And they have no idea how much we fight for them. Like, I think they just see these like influencers online or whatever and it, it's so much bigger than that we genuinely care yeah no that's it <laughs> go buy a ticket <laughs> no you're so right you're so right i'm very passionate about it because yeah. i'm proud you know because so that's I. what the, the question was is like how do you feel now that it has grown i feel proud i feel proud of it i feel stressed all the time <laughs> because i'm like I hope everybody knows it's happening and like you don't miss it. Um, but I feel proud. Like we built this from the ground up and it's something to be proud of. Yeah. And I feel like we're getting closer to whatever that bigger dream is. And where do you where do you think Preciosa is gonna gonna land us? I I'm thinking big. I always think big. And when I first started, <laughs> when I first started um Preciosa Night. I, I knew it was going to be a big thing, right? Yeah. Big beard, bitch. Big <laughs> beard, bitch. That's all I thought about, right? And so when I, when I started it, I was like, okay, it's going to be a party. We're going to bring our community. It's 
going to be this amazing resource for everyone to just come and have a good time. But more than that, to like meet other like-minded people and create a network. Like that's what I wanted was everyone, everyone who's following us is following us because A, they're either working on traumas, Mm -hmm. they're working on their triggers, they're trying to find their person, they're trying to work on themselves. So an overall good person. So when you fill a space with a thousand people that think the same way, it's just a good time. And more than that, it's like everybody's respectful. They say please and thank you. There's never been a fight, like knock on wood. There's never been anything that has created some sort of chaos. And and I can't imagine, like there are a thousand people in one space and not one fight. Mm -hmm. Not one argument, not one situation that would call for security. Like that speaks volumes Mm -hmm. as to the crowd that we pull in. Someone gave us a wallet that they found yeah. at a party and they turned Money it in. was still in the wallet, yo. Like uh-huh. no one took a Someone dollar. Someone gave us a pizza yeah. that they found that was delivered and they turned it in. Yeah, not like, one slice eaten. There was one point where somebody left their bag and they turned it into us and we yeah. found it at the end of the night and we knew that the it was a holiday so the club was going to be closed for an extra two more days. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I would hate for this. I would hate to not have my purse because like, their keys, their wallet, everything, everything was, was in. in they it. were having such a good time. They left their they purse left their behind with everything in it. And so we, we, you know, told people on social media, or we found the, the ID and the name, and we found the person who who ended up coming. But we personally delivered and like dropped off their bag for yeah, them. Yeah, they lived in Miss Mid City, which yeah. was like forty minutes from where we lived. But she was so grateful. She was like, "I had the best time at Preciosa. I'm so sorry that I left my bag." But thank yeah. you so much for bringing it to me. I was going to fly out for the holidays. Like, it was a whole thing. But yeah. but that's what I mean. Like, we will go out of our way to drop mm-hmm. off your purse because we care. It's yeah. not like some it's promoter like a- that's trying to make money off of yeah. people just to fill their wallets and their bank accounts. We're, it's more than that. We're never like, that's not my problem. Yeah. Like, you guys are our people. And, like, we, we're doing all that we can. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question where I'd like it to go – I would love to see Preciosa Night be like a weekend festival in LA or mm-hmm. like a one day festival, whatever we can do and like really showcase our people. Yeah. Like black and brown to the front always. It's always been like that. It will always be that. And just giving them the platform to perform or to showcase their talent mm-hmm. uh, or to bring resources to like our black and brown community where they wouldn't have those resources mm-hmm. otherwise. Things like that. Like I think that's what it should be. I feel like it could be like a Latinx Coachella. Sure. Like whatever you want it to Latin be. A, whatever. I feel like it could be big. I think big, bigger. I don't know. We're going to throw the first precious on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I think it's bigger than us. And I think with the right brands behind us, it could be something huge. Yes. We need sugar daddies. <laughs> or sugar mamas. Or sugar mamas. Sugar anything. We're not picky. We'll take it. Even if you don't have a sugar budget, we'll take Splenda budgets as well. <laughs> We'll take whatever you want. We'll take got. EBTs, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> all the things. Just throw, throw us your credit card. I'm like, I mean, we're, you know, we've gotten it this far. We're going to keep going as far as we can. But community, we're asking if you are out there and if you're connected with a brand or you know someone's connected with a brand who would want to support this, if you personally just want to invest in Preciosa Night, we will gladly accept your help. We're always looking for volunteers too. Yeah. So if you want to come, that's another thing. Like, if you want to come two hours before the event, donate your time to just help us set up. We, you can just get in for free. Yeah. Like, there we can create something like that as well. So we're always looking for help. DM us. DM us. Please. At Preciosa Night. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, and we, we're happy to make this a bigger community thing because yeah. it should be. It is. It. Love that. All right, <laughs> next question. Oh, man. <laughs> what are your highlights? Ooh, highlights of the past three years. Three highs and three lows. Three years. Three years. Three highs. Basically the whole time we've been on social media. They want to know. <laughs> three highs and three lows. Um. Okay, uh, three highs. I will say... Really big high, obviously, was eloping with you. That was a really big high. That was a really big moment. Um, that it was just so beautiful, like waking up one day and just saying, "We're we're gonna do the damn thing. Like we're gonna mm-hmm. do this," uh, and wearing whatever we had in our closet and saying "I do" and walking across like the rainbow floor and getting in and out afterwards in the drive-through and. Like, it was so beautiful. Um, That was definitely a high for me was marrying you. Uh, And it was just the two of us. It was during the pandemic, too, so it was just the two of us. And I would say another high was getting our embryos from you and you killing it with that (laughs) embryo game. I mean, I tried tried my hardest (laughs) to have those numbers come up, but, you know, I just got one. We can't all be like Mike. It's okay. I know the goat. You are the egg <laughs> goat right now. <laughs> Another high. Another high is uh, like honestly starting this preciosa adventure with you. Um, you know, starting this social media journey in general with you because it has taken us on quite a roller coaster of experiences, and my my life is just so much different than I ever imagined it would be. And I I keep telling myself, like, I feel like what I want to do and just how I've made it in this world is that I'm, like, just the most financially independent, but I just get paid to love you. Like, <laughs> that's what I want to do. <laughs> and, and, like, that's what I'm putting out in the universe. So mm-hmm. I get to retire just, like, loving you um, because that's my favorite job. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sounds cheesy. Uh, but... Yeah, I think those are three of my, like, really big highs. And okay. then I think my, my lows are, uh, I think the low, the like, a really, really low time was obviously when we were first starting to date and just kind of going through the depression um, with my mom mm-hmm. and losing that and almost losing you. That was, like, a really big low for me. Um, but, you know, you don't. You can't go up unless you know, you know, how far down is, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so once I hit rock bottom, uh, I, you know, can only really go up from there. Uh, another really big, I think, low was, you know, during the pandemic, it was a really big transition and it was really hard, mm-hmm. uh, I think, to navigate what this new life was going to look like, you know we struggled a lot with that change Mm -hmm. and uh, our lives completely changed and you know everyone did the world did but it was a really hard time to adjust and and like just figuring out ourselves you know without the rest of the world Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say another really big low stressing out about preciosa (laughs) (laughs) new year's eve was like probably the lowest i've ever felt because i was so stressed out about it (laughs) we were beyond stressed beyond stressed but it all worked out 
it was beautiful. But I was definitely like crying in the shower. I'm just like, I don't know, this is gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> and then comes on New Year's Eve, and I was like, Yeah, like, like, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so it was a big mixture of emotions. Um, yeah. But yeah. Okay. Three of my highs. One, modeling for Fenty for Pride will forever be like Iconic. a high high. Yeah. Yeah. Like like having Rihanna like pick us on a line of people yeah. to showcase her line that was insane and she something saw my i would have never cheeks. yeah something i would have never experienced if it wasn't for our platform so yeah. that is ingrained forever two preciosa night i mean mm. the fact that it is what it is today is nuts it's so crazy that it started off of me just telling you hey I've had this crazy idea since I was, like, in my teens. I really want to just create this night where we showcase our culture and we really put black and brown forward and just, like, minorities forward and we create this safe space. What do you think? And your first question was, well, how much is that going to cost? <laughs> Which is a great question and the right question to have. But, like, to see it go from, like, an idea in my head to, like, the movement that it is, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah. Um, and then three, I think, for me – uh, a high is just like finding my person you know I think finding you and just like finding you at a time and place where I was ready to change versus like I don't know meeting you 10 years ago I don't think this relationship would have worked because I wouldn't have been ready for it and so I think my high is finding you when I did mm. yeah uh, my three lows one, I would have to say, is um, going no contact with my mom and my family. That mm. was a pretty low um, and a pretty, like, de depressed time in my life. That was really hard to watch. And that was, like, probably three years ago, I yeah. think, to the, to the T. Not going to lie. I still get a little, like, emotional, he heated. heated. Yeah, yeah. I know. Thinking about it. People suck. I know. And, so and unfortunately, sometimes it's, like, your own blood. It's just because you don't, you don't deserve that. I know. Yeah. You're the most beautiful person I've ever met inside and out. And you just, the fact that someone doesn't see that. Complete strangers, like 100,000 people on our Instagram see how incredible you are. And one person who's known you the longest can't see that. It just frustrates me. Yeah, it sucks. I know. It's okay. You don't have to be sorry. You're not the person doing it. So you're totally fine. But I think that was a low. Um, in a shitty part um, to another low. I think I'm with you. Like um, the pandemic really made me super depressed because to your mm -hmm. point, I've always been like an out outside person. I've always been mm -hmm. um, super social and like a night owl. So that was a huge transition for me. And I didn't really know how to be like, I think, I think it made me realize, like, I had to grow up a lot, like, and, and like, really dig, dig, dip, dig, dig deep into, like, what my insecurities were or what my triggers were. Yeah. Because now I couldn't, like, just go to the bar and have a drink with friends and forget about problems. Mm -hmm. I had to, like, face them head on during yeah. the pandemic. So I think a lot of growth happened. It was, like, growing pains. Yeah. So that was, like, a low. Although there was, like, a positive that came out of it. Obviously, yeah. I'm a much better person, I think, overall since then. We couldn't just, like, hide 
our issues we had to like face them mm-hmm. because there's nowhere to go <laughs> and i think that's why this relationship feels like we've been together for like 10 plus years oh my god because yeah. we had to grow up so much in within the those yeah within those two years there was a lot of growth and yeah yeah that was a um, whole different level of you hauling <laughs> yes exactly so that's my second and then my third low what is my third low alfie having seizures Mm. I think that was, like, I really thought I was going to lose him the first time he had a seizure. So Alfie's my dog. And <coughs> Alfie's our dog. Thank you. Thank you very much. Alfie's our dog. And about two years ago, he started having seizures, something like that. Two or three years ago. Yeah. Well, back in the beginning, so almost four years. Ago. Oh, four years, yeah. So the first one really scared me, and I thought he was a goner. I'd mm. never seen a dog have a seizure and his was pretty bad, so I was, like, ugly crying. I didn't know what to do with him. I couldn't even touch him because I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Eden was in the room, and she, like, had to calm me down. She had to calm the dog down. It was a mess. Yeah. But that was a pretty low time. Mm-hmm. But he's okay. He's fine now. We learned his triggers. Yes. He's like you. He's very sensitive. Very sensitive <laughs> to human food. Triggered, so he can only have dog food. He's very strict diet. <laughs> But, yeah, it's under control. He's fine. And mm. I I think that's also something that worries me. I was like, oh, he's looking great. And when that time comes, I just. I'm going to be a mess. I know. A thousand percent. He's my best friend. Yeah. He's our best friend. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. That's why I'm like, excuse you. Sorry. <laughs> First of all, sometimes I think he loves me more now. <laughs> he does. Now he does, for sure. You're his favorite. I am his favorite. Yep. But he knows who Alpha is, though. <laughs> he respects Gemini. me. He walks all over you. <laughs> Thanks, babes. Yeah, but you're not wrong. But that was really good. Those are really good three highs and lows. That was actually a really scary time watching Alfie get sick. But yeah. I'm glad he's doing better. He's my baby. little trooper. <laughs> Next question: How to unlearn toxic behavior? That's a great question. How to unlearn toxic behavior? Well, well, for one. You're already acknowledging that yeah. there's toxic behavior. So that's a good step. I think, I, I'm not going to lie. I think when it comes to toxic behavior, it's so hard to like actively be a better person. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, really like it hard. doesn't come natural. I have to think and I can't just react. And I'm a very reactive person. So toxicity Mm -hmm. is the same way. It's really hard to unlearn it, but I think once you get it, you get it, but it will take time. It's not like Mm an overnight type of thing. Yeah. I think when we we backtrack, right, to kind of like our old behaviors, Mm -hmm. and again, not perfect, not going to get it right 100% of the time, sometimes during like heated discussions, like you'll just naturally revert back to – some of your old habits, it happens. Um, I can be very reactive. You can be very reactive or I process things differently than obviously you process things. Miscommunication happens. But what we do happen, what does tend to happen is even though we may not have had the right initial response because a trigger is a trigger. It is your reflex, mm-hmm. right? You can't control a reflex. If I hit you on a knee and on the knee and your leg kicks up, like I'm not going to be like, why did your leg do that? It was a reflex. You can't control that part of your body and how we react to something that triggers you. 
So if you don't say or do the right thing initially and it causes a trigger, what we tend to do is when we realize we messed up Mm -hmm. or we could have handled that better, we come back and we're like, I'm sorry. Like, I shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't have said that or I shouldn't have reacted in that way. Um, What I will do moving forward, because I think for us, a big part of unlearning toxic behavior is taking responsibility and ownership over what that toxic behavior was Mm -hmm. and say, I did this and I will do my best and I will try my hardest to not do this like just mm. owning that right i think like, that's very sexy like i messed up oh yeah tell me when more. someone like when you own that oh yeah i think that's awesome because that's yeah. self-awareness and it's also confidence mm-hmm. that you're you're carrying to tell the person hey like i messed up yeah and this is what i'm gonna do better next time mm-hmm. versus just like being dismissive yeah i mean i'll give you i'll, I'll give you an example of like when i it wasn't that long ago uh i'm i'm a very cranky person when I'm tired like that is just me it's something that I I, you can ask my dad my my family like everyone has known like when I'm tired best friends from freaking junior high will tell me like don't disturb Eden when she sleeps or when she's tired just I it's uncontrolled it's like a reflex for Mm -hmm. me I just get a little cranky don't mean to I'm I swear I'm an angel no I'm just kidding (laughs) all the horns coming out little horns just came out I know um no but when I'm when I'm tired I'm just like not the the nicest and sometimes when the car is moving just right and it's warm I'll just like start to nod off especially if I didn't get a good night's sleep so the other day we were we went hiking with our friends you know, it was a long hike. I was a little bit sun drained and I was tired and I started to fall asleep in the car. And when you were parking the car, you like got close to the gate and we're like about to scratch the car. And I got like frustrated, I, like snapped because I had to like wake up and like help you park the car. And I like, I just snapped. I was like, like kind of like, what are you doing? And I was just like, just park the right way. And I like went inside and I really thought about that. And I was like, whoa, if she talked to me that way, I would be so upset. I would, I would be like hurt. I would be upset because I felt like, you know, it's not like you did it on purpose. Mm. So it, it took me really reflecting back and being also like, go upstairs, go apologize to her, tell her you're sorry. And like that was a trigger of mine and it was a reflex and I didn't mean to do that and I and I hope I communicated that properly it was just like I didn't mean to get frustrated that is something I need to continue to keep working on and not you know let happen um and that I I am sorry for making you feel that way and for like being snappy Mm -hmm. half conscious (laughs) (laughs) but I I hate the idea of not making you feel good and like I, again, not perfect. I'm not going to get it right 100% of the time. Sometimes you get a little snappy when you're hangry and mm-hmm. I just try to have snacks on me to protect me at all times. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's it, right? It's unlearning toxic behavior starts by acknowledging yeah. and accepting and apologizing. And apologizing. And then just, just like you learn the toxicity, you can unlearn it by creating new habits mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. practicing them. And it's no, I'm sorry, but uh-uh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, 
the but negates everything that you were sorry for. Yep. Just say you're sorry, own it. I will do better next time. But you have to own what that is so you know what you're doing better next time. And like we do that too when we communicate. When you're like, I'm sorry, I'll ask him like, well, what are you sorry for? Yeah. So we both know what it is that <laughs> was done wrong. And we're both aware what to do better. Sorry. Bless you. First sneeze on the podcast. I do. <laughs> Even you sneeze cute. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, something's setting you off. Sorry, okay. guys. You just got, like, booger cam. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay. I but, feel good. Sorry. Unlearning toxic behaviors. That I think that's a good step. Admitting, yeah. admitting that you have them knowing what they are, being aware of them, and doing better. Mm-hmm. Apologizing. Drop the butts. Don't don't put it on anybody else. It's just owning and, like, keeping your side of the street clean. Mm-hmm. Also, knowing what type of person you want to be. Because if you know this is not it, then know what it should be. And if you're not being that person, then clearly you're doing something wrong. Yeah. 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 Love that. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's hit him with the last, last one on one. here. This is a good one. Is asking your partner for space a bad thing? My partner sees it as I want to be apart from her. Any chance I get. Okay. I don't know, y'all, but <laughs> it sounds like your partner. Where was I going? Sorry, I thought I was going to sneeze right now. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like the dramatic pause. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I, I mean, sneeze. this is pretty common and it does happen a lot. I think they're, you know, communication and having safe space and getting to the root of, you know, where the codependency may be coming from. So if your partner feels like she's having an issue um, with you being away, addressing what what is that issue coming from? Like, what is she afraid of? Is is it a trust thing? Is she afraid of something happening when you step out, which isn't healthy either? So talking about trust, and maybe that's the issue. Um, is Does the codependency stem from abandonment? Abandonment is another big issue of where codependency and, you know, trauma comes from. Mm-hmm. Um and figuring out kind of just what what the root of why she is afraid to be away from you um, or why she feels like it's a bad thing. And coming at it from a place that's non-judgmental, not calling her any like insecurity or any other words. It's just having an understanding of where she's coming from. Um, I think trying to learn about, you know, the root mm-hmm. can be like a really good start. No, I agree. I've been in relationships where my partner didn't want me to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It was very codependent, but yeah. it was also like that partner was known for cheating mm. and definitely cheated on me oh, many no. times um, <laughs> that I found out later. Mm-hmm. But I think that her not wanting me to go out was yeah. just her afraid that I was probably going to do the same thing that she was, she was, she was already doing. Mm-hmm. Um and then I've been in other relationships where it's just a codependency thing. It's just like abandonment mm-hmm. issues from parents or past partners and feeling like, you know, I'm going to leave them. Yeah. So it can be a variety of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think just 
you know, finding out what the root is and mm-hmm. then helping your partner feel more secure, right? Meeting each other in the middle. It's it's really going to take two to make this work. Um, so I feel like figuring out that communication and, you know, coming to an understanding and coming to a, a, a compromise mm-hmm. and letting them know, like, this is something that you need and vice versa, helping this person get over whatever... Um, whatever trauma or whatever you know is triggering this type of response can also be helpful i agree and i also read an article um a while back it was like a psychology article that said that a healthy relationship is 70 percent with your partner and 30 percent out and about with your friends doing your own independent thing so that's something that we try to do as well and implicate in our relationship so just realizing that is also super important like your partner should have a life mm-hmm. outside of that relationship they should have hobbies they should have friends they should mm-hmm. have things that they want to do outside of the relationship yeah. I think whatever is healthy for you um you just have to communicate that to your person and to your partner um healthiness looks different for everybody mm-hmm. and some people need 70 some people need 80 some people need 50 so it just depends on where you stand and where you lie um, and your comfortability and communicating that, but also like working with each other to get there together, right? Because, you know, every obstacle is something, you know, if you're in a relationship, it takes like a partnership and it takes work mm-hmm. um, to handle things like codependency together, to get apart. Um, and, you know, that just, that just takes a lot of communication and a lot of trust and all of those things. And don't like, don't hold judgment and don't feel like um, like this is this doesn't merit safe space, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's what's really going to get you guys through this is having a non-judgmental safe space for her to like tell her truth and for you to speak your truth and to come to like a middle ground. But I also want to say on that note that if you have this conversation with your partner and it's safe space, there's no judgment and your partner is still not understanding that you need space outside of the relationship and that's also toxic within itself and mm-hmm. probably an, a bigger red flag yeah so yeah I mean I, that's definitely something that it, it happens a lot and I think like somebody who's not listening can obviously not be the right person mm-hmm. but we also don't know everything about the situation yeah, of course <laughs> yeah I was just throwing all the yeah potentials. all the options out there for sure and if we can only like really speak on the experience from you know what we've had and just coming from super codependent relationships to the complete opposite where it's just like the most independent type of relationship Mm -hmm. so it's it's finding what is right for you and working on it with your partner right yeah that's right baby that's right for you (laughs) (laughs) do you want to end this on some cards yeah let's pull one card i think you pulled it last time so i will pull the first one this time Ooh, it's yellow. Um, who do you think the disciplinarian will be between us if and when we have children? <laughs> Eden, a thousand percent. Wow, it's because you make me bad cop even with our dog. <laughs> I just know, I just know you. You're gonna crack the whip, and it's not a bad thing. I think there should always be a good cop, bad cop in in parenting. Um, <laughs> I grew up with, like, a super strict parent, and it sucked. Like, I wasn't allowed to do anything, ever. I was always in trouble. 
for anything. Like for breathing, I was in trouble. And I feel like this is a good balance because I know I'm a kid at heart. I will always be a kid at heart. Yeah. I'm going to want to like do all the activities, all the creativity, turn our house into a fort. <laughs> like, I'm going to have to probably put it away. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just, I know that's the parent. I'm going to have to pick I'm up your be. shoes and the baby yeah, shoes. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I know you also like to have fun, but you mm. know, it's like controlled fun, you know? <laughs> controlled fun which is still fun it's just like you're you're more fundamentals are the building blocks of fun exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's eden okay i feel like that question wasn't fair so why yeah that's what it's gonna be i know i hear you but like i can't even answer that back because i know it's probably true true. yeah so okay well too bad too bad (laughs) oh oh you got like five cards If I asked your past partners to list your most negative characteristics, <laughs> what would they tell me? <laughs> wow, what's that a what card is that? Is that a black card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should be bright red, like do not pull. Um... Wow. What would they say, babes? Negative characteristics. What would my neg? Is it multiple characteristics? It says your most. What, my most. Yeah. So there's got to be at least more than more than one. Okay. Um, what would my exes say? My most negative characteristic is. Uh, this is characteristics I, with an S. With an S. So that's what I'm saying. One. It's more than one. Okay. It's plural. Um. Drop it. I know. Maybe three. Okay, you're going next. I hope you have your answer ready. <laughs> I hope you're ready for that hot seat. Um. That I'm always late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were you late with your exes too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Jesus. Um, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> okay. That's More late or less late? More late. I've gotten a lot better with you. Okay. 100%. 45 minutes is a lot better, y'all. <laughs> uh, I would say, I think one of the biggest um, complaints that I've gotten from my exes is that I'm, I'm really – uh it's i don't know the right word yeah you do get it up (laughs) my exes would say like i'm really ambitious and that i'm really driven but like i i push Mm -hmm. a lot like i i drive the best out of them like so much so that maybe that's not what they want and that's not what they're ready for but if i see potential um i just want them to succeed Mm. and I push them in that direction um and when you push somebody to grow faster than they want to then I guess like a lot of resentment can happen um they're like better off and more successful now but in the moment it wasn't fun for them but now they appreciate me pushing them (laughs) um but it was it would be that I think that was the biggest complaint um that I would just you know I was very dominant in that way um that was probably another complaint is that I was very dominant uh they probably felt like I it was my way or the highway not probably they did feel like it was my way or the highway um that I didn't value their opinion uh I would do whatever I wanted and that I was I was too independent um that they often felt like I didn't need them. And mm. I 
probably made them feel like I didn't need them. Like, it it was more of a just convenient that you're here. And um, I'm sure that wasn't a great feeling. Mm. And it's, you know, it was a very cold person before you. I know it's hard to believe. I know. Every time you say that, I'm like, what? Uh, physical touch. You literally love smelling my, my armpits. Like, I know. There's no <laughs> snuggling there's no. was not my thing. Physical touch was not my thing. PDA was not my thing. Um, like all of these different types of like ways I love to show love now was not it. Uh, I was I was very very cold, hmm. and so I think that would be another negative characteristic is that I was very cold. I sounded sweet, but I was I could be. Very cutthroat, and it could be very cold. Yay! <laughs> I love that a little bit, depending uh, on who the person is. Yeah, uh, I think I I'm just yeah that would sum those ones up. If my ex wow. that was like a whole scroll. Oh. I asked for two, and she gave us ten million. I didn't. I mean, call a spade a spade. I'm not. <laughs> per- I wasn't perfect, nor that's why I'm glad I met you when I did. Yeah. Because you made me want to change, and I changed all of those things about me. But if they're, they're they all collectively were like, "Hey, like let's start a Eden Complaint Club." Like, what would we all say collectively together? And that is that I am a pusher. Mm-hmm. That I would like push them. Um, maybe sometimes they didn't want to grow. Yeah, I feel that. But I was like, "You should be this. You should do that because you want to do that." And let me help you get there. Mm-hmm. Versus somebody like you, who you want to go to these do these things and you like I actually like the pushing like to be pushed in that direction that's something that I just want to do yeah. I want to see people succeed and I would do that with my you know my I'm a creative by heart so like sometimes I get lost in the clouds so it's nice when you're like let me kick you in the butt real quick just to remind you like what the <laughs> overall mission is and then I'm like oh yeah actually yeah let me come back down and like do that thing yeah personally um but this is a great question negative characteristics I think my exes would say that I was, because I'm working on it, um, way too stubborn. Like, I definitely, it was my way or the highway. And if they didn't agree, then I was out. Mm-hmm. Like, I was out of relationships very quickly. Yeah. Now looking back over things that could have been resolved, but I was too stubborn and I had too much of an ego, maybe, to allow, like, that to be repaired. It was easier for me to just step out and just start all over um, in a different relationship. So I think maybe they would also feel disposable a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. That would have also been a complaint. Um, (laughs) Stubborn. um, Want else. I don't think I was as open as I should have been in a lot of these relationships. Mm -hmm. Meaning I had like my guard up. A lot of the time and it would take them way too long to break down that wall <laughs> um, and that had a lot had to do with like the way that I was raised you know yeah so I think that must have been annoying and probably something that I could have worked on yeah with them but chose not to yeah <laughs> so I feel like those three are probably the most yeah for me what a loaded question <laughs> and honesty <laughs> and honesty oh yeah and honesty I think I fibbed a lot in my past relationships because I was a people pleaser. So it was really hard for me to mm. um, say no or to tell them the truth because 
yeah, I would rather just lie to them than <laughs> like hurt their feelings, which is horrible. But I did that a lot in my previous relationships. Yeah. So yeah. But you better now? Oh, I'm a lot better now. I'm recovered. <laughs> I don't think I do any of those things. I can still be stubborn for sure. I think yeah, there are things that same. trigger me. And if I'm really passionate about something, it's going to take you a long time to get me off of that. Mm-hmm. To change my mind. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I can I can see the switch in your brain. Um, like, for instance, just knowing that dynamic with your mom, right? Mm-hmm. And having to grow up in such a, like, a tough Latino household. And if I were to say something to you, you automatically think that you're, you did something wrong. Yeah. You're in trouble. And that's still something, like, we're, we're working on. And, but I understand, like, oh, my gosh, like, what, what was existing every day feeling like you were in trouble. Yeah. Like that takes a lot of time to unlearn and undo. And it's going to come out, like, every now and then. And I'm, I'm so proud of you and, like, how much you've grown. And, like, we've changed so much in these past couple of years since we've met. And I'm glad we met when we did because, mm-hmm. like, I clearly had a lot of growing to do. And I so still I. do. Yeah. But yeah. we grew together. And I think we did. that's what – made us stronger yeah like growing individually and growing together i knew i couldn't be that person in this relationship because it wasn't gonna work yeah no way all of the same reasons why my past relationships weren't working and i just kept again the same thing i'd rather leave a relationship than fix the problem Mm -hmm. because it was just easier to start over um and plus for me too i would get bored really easily so it was just more exciting to start over for me um because it was really hard to, like, stimulate my – again, I was just a different person back then. Um, and it wasn't fair. I, I wasn't fixing what actually the issue was. I was just avoiding. And I did a lot of avoiding. Uh, I, I would avoid conversations. I would avoid – like, I don't even want to hear your thoughts. I'm just going to, like, take the keys and leave and, like, I'll come back when I come back. You know, and that, yeah, that face you're making right now, I was like, I could never get away with that in a million years. You would be like, here's a divorce paper. Now that you're back. (laughs) Would not fly. Criminal side eye. I know. I could never get away with half the shit I got away with in my past relationships. But I learned that very quickly. (laughs) I would not be able to get away with half the stuff. So I'm really grateful because I finally found somebody who was tough enough to stand up to me and to not back down and vice versa. You've met your match and yeah. you found someone who's not going to put up with yep. your BS too. And yeah. I'm 5'2 yeah. with the 6'1 personality. Mm-hmm. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> but those are all really, really good questions. Like you guys always come through with such great, such great things and we're happy to share our experiences. Again, it's not always picture perfect. Mm-hmm. There has a lot, uh, there has been a lot of growth. Don't judge the what old What you us. see now <laughs> is not what it was four years ago. No. So these questions are awesome. But it's also possible to change. Yeah. I think that's what we want to instill, right? That's what this podcast is about. We want to give you guys hope and understanding that just because you were one type of way doesn't mean that you have to be that way forever. You can always change. You just have to put in the work to do it and just want to. You just want – you have to want to be better. Nobody's going to force it. Nobody can push it out of you. Trust me, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> Unless they like to be pushed. Unless they like to be pushed. 
And on that note, thank you for joining us. Please leave reviews if yes. you like what you hear. Follow us on follow Eat Next Day. Yep. And follow up this tonight. Buy a ticket. Support the mm-hmm. movement. Tell your friends. Share. We'll see you. You have to York. know somebody on the East Coast and the West Coast. Just like spread the love. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.